everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of Earned Media Rising, the podcast powered by Cision and brought to you by PR Week. I'm Gideon Fiddlesign, Managing Editor of PR Week, and I'll be your host for this episode focused on how public relations initiatives are being integrated into broader business and marketing directives. Previous episodes of this podcast featuring Danone North America's Michael Newworth, AMB Group's Brett Jukes, Weight Watcher Stacey Scherer, Cision CEO Kevin Ackroyd, and many, many more are available online at earnmediarising.com and also available on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm joined today by Susan Corcoran, SVP, Director of Publicity and Strategic Partnerships, and Lee Marchant, SVP, Director of Marketing and Business Development, both of the Random House Group. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Now, why I'm so excited about having you guys here is because Random House um, is a very interesting company in that book, book publisher. So um, obviously in today's day and age, uh, so many people, if they read books, which I'm sure most of our audience does. Many people read books. Well, particularly a smart audience like ours, of course. Absolutely. Um, but where, how do they read them? On Kindles. I think Kindles. Um, iPads. Obviously on PDAs and devices, not necessarily the actual book form. But I know that our, my two guests today are going to talk a little bit about what publishing actually means and why it really, really is in line with this internet age that we live in. So... Um, enough from me. Let me turn it over to my fine guest here. So the first topic I want to tackle with you guys is about connecting earned media to broader marketing and communications directives. Um, Susan, why don't we start with you and why don't you talk about how you guys do that? Sure. Um, book publicity and book publishing is really now in this age more about content production. So to your point about uh, how do people read and do they read, books. They do. And there are lots of physical books out in the world. But what I think a lot of people don't understand is publishing means the books and the content that you're reading in whatever manner. If you're reading digitally, if you're reading on your phone, we're still publishing that content. Whether it comes out to the consumer in a physical form or a digital form, it is still book publishing. So we are um, right on the forefront, not only the uh, way people read, but the tools that are being developed in which people can read. So um, Earned media in the publishing world, though, is its own beast, for sure, because we are working with art. Um, books and are written by our writers, and those are artists. Their form of art is the written word. So there's a real uh, strong earned media component to a campaign for an artist, because you can talk to the artist and you can talk about their content. Um, so we have a very robust earned media strategy at Random House. Um, but that is absolutely tied to the way that we bring that earned media to the consumer through our marketing efforts. So uh, we've just gone through a big integration in our team alone. Um, Lee and I are the marketing and title and publicity directors. And so I'm going to uh, tip to my colleague, Lee, and how we, she takes the earned media that my team gets and brings it out to the world in the marketing. Yeah, um, to Susan's point, you know, we're now one department, so um, that creates a lot of additional collaboration and um, fluidity between the two departments. Um, so any earned media in the past was always sort of on the radar of marketing, but because we were sort of more separate, it, it, you know, we had our marketing tactics, they had their publicity. Now, um, because we're all together, we... It, it, any earned media has a marketing strategy behind it. So we can use the power of marketing, sometimes paid, sometimes just using our platforms, our social platforms, to amplify all of those media hits and directly connect to the consumer and, and make it even bigger um, than it probably previously was. It's, it's all sort of more integrated now into one 
campaign that's fully in service of the book and getting to as many consumers as possible and to the right readers as well. And I think the digital piece that we mentioned uh, at the start is is really helping us further integrate because people read and consume content digitally and our marketing efforts are digital and of course earned media is is available digitally you know yes people want to be on television and they're and mm -hmm. and uh, you're sitting in front of a front of a TV very often all of the earned media that we get is mobile right they're capturing yeah. it on a podcast and a radio mm -hmm. um, a, a, snippet or segment that's on social so these we have a lot of data that can help inform our campaigns both from the earned the reaction of the media and then how people are responding to it so the digital piece of this has actually helped our business in many ways just to, to get back to your question about format as well, one of the most exciting things that we've seen recently in the past year or two years in our business is the growth in audio books. Mm -hmm. um, and we think some of that actually is coming from this trend of people being used to consuming content from podcasts um, via audio. And so a lot we've seen a, a huge growth in, in people consuming books via audio, and that's really a nice, exciting thing for us too. And podcasting is certainly contributing to that as well. You know, I should probably try that because then I probably won't have to talk to my wife so much in the car. I can just listen to the books. I know. Shame on you, Gideon. I know. I know. Listen together. No. Oh, yeah. Could do that. There you go. Um, you know, actually, I'm actually going to go a little off script. I'm actually going to ask you a question because um, do you find, I mean, do you find that there are some younger people, I mean, actually not millennials, like Gen Z, who still actually like the physical book. Yes. I mean, I think the demise of the physical book is somewhat overstated. I mean, so what is your data telling you about that? Well, well the, the physical book is very, very much alive. And, mm -hmm. and generationally, you could look at it generationally for sure, but um, I, would, I would challenge you not to. I think it's about um, how do you want, it's really very personal. It's less generational, but more personal. So the, the okay. physical book is absolutely very much alive. Um, our data proves this. Yeah, I mean, I, we, obviously there was a huge explosion in ebooks um, years ago because the technology was there. But then I think what what happened was that came that naturally started slowing. A book is actually a perfect technology in and of itself. <laughs> it's very portable, and it's um, you know a lot of people prefer reading the physical copy to the digital. But like Susan said before. We are content and agnostic. We want to be able to deliver our content to the reader in any way that they want to consume it. Excellent. Um, you obviously you obviously touched on this a little bit in the first segment that we had, but I want you to talk a little bit more specifically about how you integrate mar your marketing and communications, basically you two, mm -hmm. to drive real business value for the company. Well, um, do you want to start? Do go ahead. Well, I, I think. One of the things that we've seen over and over again is what really drives sales for our books is, one of the things, is earned media. Seeing mm -hmm. something organically appear on television or on the radio by having a third party recommend it or having the, the, novel, the fiction or nonfiction of the author exposed um, really brings an awareness to consumers and it can drive actual sales. I think what we've learned now as we get closer and more integrated is what are we learning in the moment with that reaction and how can we amplify it? Um, and that has been very, I think, lucrative for us, not only on an inter external communications to our consumer, but internally so that every project is very much alive in the moment. And I don't know if that, um, you know, if that makes a lot of sense, but you know, if someone's on television, how did the segment uh 
land? How did they do? What was the reaction? What And do we see sales movement? Mm-hmm. And what were the words that were used? What was the messaging that was used? And then we can all talk together about how that might that language might be used in other ways. Right. I would just, yes, totally agree with all of that. I think that at the heart of what Susan and I do is we find readers and we're always trying to find the right readers too. And give them messaging about books that would compel them to buy. So one of the nice things about our integration now is that marketing analytics is able to dive into um, some of that in a way that can help inform the the media campaigns. So to Susan's point, if there are some early readers of a book and their reaction is um, one way or there's a particular theme that they're, th- that they're really interested in or a particular character is really standing out to that to them and an author has gone on uh, done some media, we can really drill into what the sentiment around those interviews and that feedback is via marketing and deliver that back to mm-hmm. the publicist and to the author so they are continuing to promote their book in a way that we know will resonate the most with readers. Um, I, I have to tell you, I really appreciate that both of you have mentioned data so much and how much that informs you because um, I know I know, our, I know our friends at Cision are going to love that too <laughs> because it, it, it's really, really good to hear people doing that, uh, especially in your senior positions. now. Um, again, it is clear you guys work very, very closely together. Now, obviously, it's not the case in every company where essentially the marketing side and the communication side are quite that integrated. So I would like you guys to talk about, um, this may be a little bit difficult because you guys have worked, you guys have worked pretty closely together for a while at this point, but I, I kind of want to touch on you know, how this drive towards integration has changed your specific responsibilities, or maybe better asked this way, how has it changed your goals for what you want to accomplish in each of your roles now that you are a fully integrated um, function? We're still figuring that out. Um, oh. We have worked, we had to be perfectly candid, no, Susan and I have worked together for a long time. Our restructure is relatively new. Okay. Um, okay. So we are trying to, at this time, figure out how the departments are, are coming together. And it's, it, it's actually quite seamless because they have worked together nicely in the past. Okay. Um, trying to think of it. I think that... Um, one of the things that we're getting closer to in book publishing, and I'm, I'm, that's my area of, um, you know, where I've learned my skills is always in book publishing, and it is uh, its own particular particular kind of communications discipline. Is that publicity and earned media was always very separated out from the marketing in- initiatives. There was always a real separation. And again, I go back to to my comment in the beginning of the of the cast is that. Um, when we were talking about art or la- or uh, artists or um, authors and a living product in some ways, the earned media arm had a lot more viability than in other marketing efforts, right? If you're if you're talking about a product and um, or a, a piece of software or some inanimate thing, there's less uh, often. Uh, earned media opportunity right off the bat, right? You're building a campaign and then you're augmenting it. Our, ours was very strong from the beginning. As I said, that leads a lot of the campaigns. Mm-hmm. But publicity really is, earned media is a function of marketing. And I think as we become closer and closer to a content company and we're talking to consumers directly, right? We're not talking to a third party, mm-hmm. um, that that close relationship has gotten tighter and tighter so the integration is it is very seamless because it's the way it should be that we're working in real time again across all these levers at our um, disposal 
So that that's why I think the integration really is starting to make more and more sense and why the, stru- the restructure came into being because um, it's just closer to a, the marketing initiative in a whole. Excellent. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. actually. I think just to um, talk sort of brass tacks and workflow and specifics, one of my dreams, and um, Susan's too, is to send updates as, as one team. So previously, this is an example, we would always feed all of our updates for marketing and publicity to our sales team to then feed out to their accounts to let them know what's happening with a the book. There, so there would be a publicity update that would go out and a marketing update. Sometimes there would be a separate even social media update, all, all with components of the same campaign. Mm-hmm. It's my dream to put that all together. Right. So you have the marketing and the publicity and the social plan and the event um, strategy all in one cohesive plan, which I think would feed a nice little package to sales, which they can then feed out. Simple. Simple. <laughs> and all very alive at the moment, right? A, sort of a fluid, living, uh, breathing. living, breathing, you know, campaign. Um, and to be able to communicate that if we're talking about communications mm-hmm. and when we talk about media and consumer data, um, you know, the real time part of it is really important and how we keep that communication loop you know, really oiled and that everyone knows all the time is really um, something that we're, Lee and I are both really thinking a lot about because there's so much great information and, you know, any little bit or any, some tidbit can help make a sale mm-hmm. and, and that's important. Um, going off script a little bit again, guys, you know, it's kind of like a radio show. You never know, yeah. you know, you never, you never know what I'm going to ask <laughs> you, right? Um, what's the, um, what's your um, relationship like with the C-suite? Um well, I, I think, again, since we're, we're a division of the corporate, of our corporate parent corporate, um, actually, it's great because um, our corporate or global imprint is our core business is book publishing. Mm-hmm. So um, we, Random House, Penguin Random House is a division of Bertelsmann. Uh, their core business is publishing. So um, we are uh, within close, you know, perimeter to our president of our division who reports directly to the CEO. So uh, there is a corporate C-suite, mm-hmm. um, but we are a decentralized company. So we work, okay. again, very closely with them. Um, you know, their job is really to help us augment our content um, across the board. So, um, you know, it's corporate little C in publishing. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, I do. I do. And... Um, it, there's publishing because again we're talking about writers and 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 personalities. There's a lot of relationships. Not that other businesses don't have that, but sure. there's um a little bit of a personal feel. How do you feel about it? Did you like the book? There's mm-hmm. a lot of discussion about what we're doing every day in a way that might be a little bit different. Again, not in any lesser way than product or a piece of software or soap it's just a different it's an emotional, emotional. connection to oh, our work absolutely and so I, I would just also say we do have our, our closest connection probably for Susan and I is we do have a corporate marketing group that right. supports all of the divisions um, and there's a CMO who um, is bringing in great initiatives for all of us to um, benefit from so I think that's probably the closest totally for us is, would be the corporate marketing division oh, excellent um I'm now going to ask you to describe an integrate one integrated marketing PR effort. Perhaps I guess we can call it a case study sure. that really reflects this inter, um, the integration transformation that is actually currently happening with your team. 
Uh, you, we, and by the way, you can you can each give one different one if you well, want. Well, we're, we're because we're integrated. We're going like to talk about one campaign. You know, yeah, we're going to talk about one campaign. And yes. you know, Lee and I actually had um, when we were preparing for today's cast, thinking a lot about some of our successes and um, and the way that we have been able to do this. And one that really surfaced for us was a novel that we published. And I'm going to be fuzzy on the date, so um, about a year almost a little over a year ago, in hardcover, a piece of historical fiction from an author who had a long track record, but had many books behind her. This was very different, really resonated with the in-house team. Make a long story short, it went out into the world, very, very successful, and continued to sell. And often we see with books, when they initially hit the marketplace, there's a rise in sale, and then, they, and then it evens out. But this book was not slowing down, and our campaigns were working. There was nice earned media that supported it, and the marketing efforts were in real time moving with the consumer and get, and making sure that we were capturing all the readers out there. We had a great holiday season. We came back in the, be- in the beginning of the year and tasked ourselves with how can we sell more books of a book that continues to sell and really doubled down, again, collaboratively on what we could do to treat this project differently. In the earned media area, we decided instead of to start nationally and work our way locally, we saw that there was a lot of uh, grassroots word of mouth about a it was a piece of as I said a piece of historical fiction that happened in the United States so we decided to break up the country uh, again using analytics where had the book sold a lot where had it not and dial into the places where it had not yet sold and perhaps reach out to local media there uh, send the author to those locations um, we had a very aggressive event strategy, deciding to double down again on places that maybe she hadn't visited, um, and creating experiential marketing opportunities for her to connect with um, with readers because we knew that she was a real asset, um, a real advocate for the book, and so created a real grassroots campaign, living off the analytics that we were able to get from our team, um, and my, and the marketing team was able to do something similar. Yeah. Marketing side, it was a piece of historical fiction, and the message that usually works um, with historical fiction readers is read the little-known story. Right? They want to learn something, mm-hmm. so that that is usually what we go out with. And we were targeting book club readers and obviously historical fiction readers, and that was great and successful. The book was doing well, but when we had this moment of how to make big bigger, as we say, um, in the new year, we decided to look at the message and see if there was a segment of readers that we could capture that maybe wouldn't necessarily respond to that. And and that was the segment of readers who re, who just want to read what's new, and they want to read the book that everybody's talking about, and they, they buy books off the bestseller list. Um, so we changed the messaging, and we it sounds so simple, but for us it was hard to get away from that message that we knew that was working. Um, and we created a whole new advertising campaign around, around read the book that everybody is talking about. Um, and I think we were able to expand the readership beyond just the, that core historical fiction book club reader into a much bigger um, sort of buzz follower readership. You know, once, you know, once again, uh, so I so appreciate the amount, um, the amount of times that you've mentioned data and analytics and how much you look into that, because that is just so crucial. And it's, it's, a, well, it's a wonderful, first of all, the, the integration that you guys clearly have with one another is a wonderful message to send out to everybody who's listening to this. But the use of data also is really, really great. And um, again, I have to tell you, I was really excited about this webcast because um, I'll, I'll reference my wife again, because um, I tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's, she's in a book club and there's probably... How many thousands of book clubs are across this country, which are wonderful for you guys? So um, she tries to drag me to some of them, but I don't do that because I'm too busy working here doing podcasts with people. <laughs> but no, but um, really, guys, um, wonder, wonderful example of integration, wonderful example of use of data analytics. Um, 
you know, lay, I'm sure that all your dreams will come true with uh, with with that one with, with, one, with one document. Yes, yes, I'm we'll sure, get there. I'm sure. I'm sure it will happen. But until then, I know you guys are on the right track and. Um, I really do appreciate the time you took today to join us for this podcast. Thanks again to Susan and Lee from Random House Group for joining us today. And also thanks to everyone out there for tuning in. Um, Hopefully you'll join us next time on the podcast for more insights from top-level communicators and marketers. And be sure to keep checking back at earnedmediarising.com for more podcasts, more opinion columns, more features, just a lot more videos, of course, and lots of wonderful, wonderful content. We keep updating all the time, so definitely check it out. Uh, Until then, this is Gideon Phils. I'm Managing Editor of PR Week. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.